Hello, Empire Builders. Well, today is Tuesday, and you know what that means. It's time for another episode of Business Scale Insights with me, your host, Kimberly Bonner. Today, we continue our series on love and money. Business Scale Insights is brought to you by New Day Consulting Systems, a firm committed to helping small businesses scale well. Hello, Empire Builders. Well, I just wanted to recap what we've gone through in this past week on this series on love and money. Bottom line is, to recap for those of you who are new to this podcast series, I've been focused in the month of February on love since everyone's talking about love because of Valentine's Day. And actually, Valentine's Day is tomorrow. And so it's really important that I, you know, grab people's attention. I think time is of the essence, and this is the best time uh, of any time to really talk about love and money. And when I talk about love and money, I really am talking about your relationship with money. And when we unpack your relationship with money, I'm looking at three core areas, three core areas, the big three, write them down quickly. Your relationship with yourself, believe it or not, you do have a relationship with yourself. And by that, I'm talking about your mindset, your belief systems, your philosophies, your values, the commitment that you've made internally, right, uh, to some, some, some core beliefs. Unpacking that is really critical in figuring out your relationship or your attachment or your view towards money. The second core relationship that you need to assess is your relationship with others. Past, present, and future. This is really rich and it can be sometimes very painful. Uh, your relationship to your family, your friends, your peer group, uh, competitors in your industry, um, leaders uh, in your community, uh, or, 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 or even folks in the future. Uh, really, Pat, your customers, your clients, all that good stuff. Your advisors, unpacking your relationship with others. And lastly, unpacking your relationship with things, uh, finances, businesses, uh, material things, houses, cars, land, uh, wealth, accumulation, uh, property, intangible, tangible property. Like what is your relationship with all that good stuff? In my humble opinion, and I understand, I understand empire builders, I understand dear ones that Opinions are like belly buttons. Everyone has them and you can evaluate my opinion and you can throw it away. You can discard it. But in my humble opinion, there's no way to adequately assess your relationship with money without first evaluating your relationship with your beliefs, your relationship with your mindset, your relationship with yourself. Number one, first and foremost, two, your relationship with others. Uh, past, present, and future, family, friends, community, competitors, clients, customers, and lastly, your relationship with things, tangible, intangible property, um, uh, uh, goods, money, 
wealth, accumulate all that good stuff. And so that's what we're going to focus on in this series. If you're just joining us, I'm trying to recap so you can get up to speed and we can move forward. But that's really what this series is about, looking at all those relationships in those three categories with yourself, with others, and with things. Welcome back to our business series on love and money. And I was just recapping the three core relationships that I believe influence our core relationship with money. It's our relationship with ourself, others, and things. Last week, I introduced this whole idea of your relationship with yourself and your core belief system. And I really wanted to go back to that this week because I believe that that is foundational. Um, as with anything, it begins with you. It begins with the individual. And then we move on into the broader collective. If an individual's mindset and thinking is ridiculous, the organization's um, entire trajectory is going to be affected, whether you are a business, whether you're a nonprofit, whether you're a family, right? Um, we all know this on a basic human level that we are the sum of our individual perspectives and thoughts and beliefs. And so because of the foundational aspect of that, I really want to dig deep and uh, commit to everyone that's listening on this podcast to unpacking with you and walking on this journey with you on a journey to discover what your core beliefs are as it relates to money uh, and your mindset towards money. So last week I introduced the four beliefs kind of rubric that has been established by Philip McKernan. But before I get to that, I wanted to talk about and throw out this concept that I've been discussing and as I say, preaching almost since 2009. And it is the 3B principle, write that down. The 3B principle, the 3B principle. Kimberly Bonner's 3B principle. It's beliefs, birth, behavior. Beliefs, birth, behavior. Beliefs, birth, behavior. That, um, uh, to me, in my humble opinion, is a universal truth. And it's just as true as two plus two equals four and four plus four equals eight. Because beliefs birth behavior, unpacking what you believe is also going to help you achieve or move in the right direction and perform better and behave better as it relates to money in your business. So as part of that, I introduced this whole concept of the four beliefs by Philip McKernan. I encourage you to go back to uh, last week's two episodes that I shared um, the Philip McKernan four beliefs and some of his teachings. The first belief he talks about are adopted beliefs. These are beliefs that we get from our family and almost like a, a bad gene sometimes. They go from generation to generation. The second belief is a limiting belief. Um, it's kind of like what you can and cannot do. Whether or not that's based in reality is remains to be seen. The third belief is a debilitating belief. And according to McKernan, and I agree with him completely, these are beliefs that you're not even aware of that are deeply, deeply held beliefs that literally sabotage your success. And many of us have horribly debilitating beliefs as it relates to money. And lastly are your core beliefs. These are, these are 
really who you are and what you're about. The problem with core beliefs is that so many people don't even know who they are. And in my initial relationship with any business leader that's looking to scale their business, to give you an idea of who I am and what New Day Consulting is all about, we do uh, a core study and assessment and help our leaders that we work with try to get some clarity on their beliefs. Because if you don't get clarity on your beliefs, believe it or not, no pun intended, it literally can hamstring you and in the long term almost circumvent all of the effort that you're making to build a great business that would change the world. So today we're going to continue our journey in this conversation and this really discovery about our relationships with money and it really is a a journey and it's a discovery. Uh, there's no yes and no answers. There's really no right or wrong. It just is what it is. And so really get comfortable with that. Um, if many people aren't comfortable with that, uh, at one point in my life, I wasn't comfortable with that. Now I'm very comfortable with that because it's kind of like what life is. There's really no yes or no to everything. Um, it's really a matter of discovery, learning, a journey, and uh, moving forward. So last week, I talked to you about the why. Why really unpacking your beliefs and your belief system is so critical and foundational. Today, I'm really gonna talk about the how. Now, I recognize that I have a short period of time, a short window to unpack all of this with everyone who's listening to me. I recognize that time is the the most valuable resource that you have. And so in exchange for that time, I'm trying to respect your time and give you an enormous amount of value in as short a time as possible. An enormous amount of value in as short a time as, as possible. If you want to continue and you want to have a more long-winded conversation and analysis, then we can do that offline on Twitter, you can call me, you can email we, me, we can set up an appointment, a consultation. But for this, I really just want to get the balls rolling, get it started so that you start the work yourself, the inner work yourself, and then we can have a more elaborate conversation or you can talk to a local business coach or consultant and they can move forward with you. But last week we talked about the why, this week I want to talk about the how. Like, how do you unpack your belief systems and the, the beliefs that you have that are adopted, limited, debilitating, and your core beliefs? And what I like to say, and I've been saying this since at least 2009, probably since 2005, because you guys have to understand, I have been... I cut my teeth in innovation. I graduated from law school, clerked for a federal judge, worked at one of the biggest law firms in the world as it relates to uh, intellectual property. And when I came out of law school, Amazon.com was all the rage and we were talking about the one-click patent. So when I tell you, when I tell people I've, I was birthed out in an in innovation space and mindset in, my, in the start of my career, that's not a lie. And I've bounced from different industries, all kind of grappling with the issue of mass digitization. All together now, say that word, mass digitization. 
mass digitization and the disruption that mass digitization was bringing to all kinds of not only businesses but laws and regulations and technology so when I come to you and I talk about beliefs, birth behavior, and your relationship and mindset, really understand that I come at this from a unique innovation-based disruption mindset. And I've been having to attack belief systems that lead to or thwart disruption since for almost since forever for me, for at least 20, close to 20 years. The founding principle for me, as it relates to how do you get to your core beliefs and unpacking them is questioning everything. So I've got a short amount of time, I can't go into enormous amount of detail, but take this away. Just like beliefs, birth behavior, the three B principle, this is another Kimberly Bonner mantra. Question everything. Question, 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 question everything. Question why you believe what you believe about everything and anything. Not to say that you're going to throw away everything, but at least come at whether it's money, credit cards, how businesses work, um, how, what is property, why do you view property the way you view property, just everything, everything. Question it. And I know that sounds goofy because it's so simple, but if you start with a foundation of questioning everything, it's gonna move the needle forward for you. So question everything, loves, empire builders. If there's any great nugget I can pass on to you that was imparted to me, it's one of those um, adopted beliefs <laughs> that was passed on to me by some old school teachers, part of the tribe I was raised by. Some of the beliefs that I have, I, I have stood the test of time and have done me very well. And so I'm going to open the kimono and freely admit that this is an adopted belief that has really stood the test of time and it is question everything. I've even questioned the idea of questioning everything. I have I have discussed this and shared this with clients, with friends, particularly with students at universities. Anyone involved, inventors, researchers, faculty members already sort of understand this because they're tinkerers by definition. But if you are in the business space and you want to scale anything, you also have to question everything, every foundational belief that you have. Because believe it or not, by testing and questioning everything rigorously, and by not having people who are at the table who are yes people, whether it's your advisors, whether it's your clients, whether it's your C-suite executives, you have no idea how creative tension and people questioning the validity of a belief is a good thing. I have been in too many environments where questioning was not um, uh, encouraged, but you have to be first confident enough with yourself to question, why do I believe this is true? 
Is it because of a natural law? If it's, is it because of a religious tenet? Is it because of, of, of something I've observed over and over and over again? Is it because I am weak in an area? Is it because I'm strong in an area? Is it because my mother said this? Is it because my dad said that? Is it because I was born in a certain country? I mean, be ruthless. Be ruthless in your questioning of everything. Believe it or not, by questioning everything, you get stronger and you start unpacking, okay, this is gar like I I I hear hear this this saying all the time and it's so true. You eat the chicken and you throw away the bones, loves. You eat the chicken and you throw away the bones. And by that, you you're able to say, okay, well this I be I believe this because of X, Y, and Z. But X, Y, and Z was based upon a myth or a fear or it wasn't really real. Or I believe X, Y, and Z because I've seen this over and over and over again and it seems to be a pattern that stands the test of time and I think it's a valid belief. So this is what I believe. So for me, beliefs birth behavior is not something that's simply an adopted belief. It's something that I've just seen so many times that the preponderance, the overwhelming evidence, the, the tsunami of the evidence forces me to conclude that this is almost like a foundational principle of life. It's like an organizing principle of the universe, for lack of a better word. But it, I didn't get to that place without really questioning it and questioning it probably since I, I've, I've been five, six, seven years old because I was fortunate enough to be raised by people who were ruthless in their pursuit of knowledge and wisdom and truth. I know that sounds old fashioned, but it's the truth. I was raised by that kind of tribe and I gladly say they gave me the adopted belief that questioning everything is a pillar of life. And if you don't question everything, you're probably more inclined to fall for limiting, debilitating, foolish beliefs. Question everything. Okay, so I know there's some people out there even more detail-oriented and how-oriented than I am, and you're going to ask me, okay, Kim, I understand question everything, but how do I question everything? Unpack that. I need steps. I need ABC. I need one, two, three. <laughs> I need you to give me a detailed outline, and again, I'm limited in my time, so I'm going to give you some quick, quick and dirty examples. So when you're looking at your relationship and your belief system as it relates to money. One of the things that you need to ask yourself is, okay, what are my feelings towards money? What are my visceral, when, when, when money is mentioned, what is the first word that comes to mind? Philip McKernan does some great exercises in this in this area. I suggest you look at his video, go to his website. Great. Just what's the first gut reaction when you think of money? Wealth. Business. Empire. Don't judge it. Just go for it. Write it down. There's no right or wrong. It just is what it is. 
Then after you start looking at those visceral raw feelings, ask yourself, is there anyone else in my family that had that emotional view of money, had that view of money? If yes, write those people's names down. Maybe it was mom, maybe it was dad, maybe it was your friend, maybe it was a spouse. Maybe it was a professor in college. Maybe it was one of your mentors. But write it down. Who actually shared that visceral reaction towards money? I can tell you that my initial attitude towards money was very much shaped by these wonderful people who were also part of this great questioning tribe of teachers. It was my grandparents and my parents. And giving you an example, when I started this journey of entrepreneurship, I had to unpack a lot of ambivalence towards capitalism. Because you gotta understand, I was raised by the descendants of African slaves. And they were very well versed on the economic structure of slavery in America. And they imparted to me detail upon detail of that economic system. And the conclusion was, boy, was slavery an outgrowth of nefarious strain of, of capitalism. So I had a very ambivalent and just being open, being very authentic and transparent. My relationship with capitalism, woohoo, was love and hate. And people who have a similar testimony that I have a similar story have an ambivalence. They understand that capitalism run amok can be incredibly destructive. So I had to evaluate, okay, money to me is associated with capitalism and capitalism is associated with, ooh, sometimes it's great, sometimes not so much. And I had to get in touch with just because something can be used in a very horrible way <laughs> doesn't mean that it is in itself horrible. It is a tool and it can be used for good or it can be used for not so good purposes. That was almost a 10 year journey for me. Everybody has a different story. I'm just sharing with you mine and my truth and how I had to come to grips with my own personal view of money in order to help anyone else. And the same applies to you. Question everything because believe it or not, your view towards money and business and wealth and empire building, if you're not careful, can sabotage you. There's so much to talk about Empire Builders and so little time. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to wrap it up for today. I'm, I'm thinking that I, I will definitely have to revisit this next week. Um, I, I, I force myself to do these podcasts in little chunks because I recognize that very few people are going to sit down and listen to something straight for an hour. And so that's very, it's very difficult to... Um, say everything I need to say in one episode. So you got to bear with me. So anyway, we'll probably come back to this next week because it's just so important. It's so important. And it's near and dear to my heart. And when I work with clients in kind of this belief clarification and motivation clarification, in many ways, it's, it, it, it sets their entire company on a different course and a course that 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 
really can make a revolutionary change. So, and I have worked in the innovation space for close to 20 years, and I know how foundational the belief work is. Uh, next week, I'll probably share some information from the, from the very well-known McKinsey and company um, related to business innovation and belief. And I'm going to share that with some of you because I recognize that, again, some of you who really think this is psychobabble um, and have not been in the innovation space, many of you who are in the franchise space and franchise development space, you really do not get it. You, you do not understand how critical the thinking processes, the belief systems of the leaders of businesses are towards the business success, success long term. And we're living in an age of incredible volatility. We're living in an age of enormous disruption and shaking. And if you don't have the ability to question everything, and you have not tested your beliefs and tested not only your, your beliefs towards money and your beliefs towards business really and your beliefs towards your business model and your beliefs towards change and your beliefs towards innovation, you might have short-term success. But hear me, loves, there is no way you will succeed long-term in the 21st century. So it might sound like psychobabble right now, but I'm going to share some evidence to support where I'm going. And particularly those of you who are in the innovation space and you're in the space of disruption, you know how basic this is. Everyone else does not. And I've been blessed and fortunate enough to be in this space for close to 20 years. And it's like breathing for me. But I recognize that so many people Aren't. And so part of the public education mission of this podcast is to get this kind of information out on Main Street and out with small businesses and micro entrepreneurs and people who are underserved with this kind of information to help turn the light on. If you'd like to continue this this conversation offline, please feel free to reach me on Twitter, Bizscale Pro, Bizscale Podcast. Email me at bizscalepro at gmail.com. And I really, really would love to go on this journey with you. And let's keep this conversation going and learn from one another. I love you dearly and have a terrific week. Bye-bye.